there. Welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I want to thank you for reserving this time to spend with me. We talk all about your stories here. These might be the stories you are writing, or they might be the stories you are living by. Some of the people that I coach are writing nonfiction because they are deeply involved in the arts. I have right now, I have one chef, I have one musician. Some of the people I work with are deeply involved in healing work. I'm working with a Reiki worker right now. Some of the people I work with have transcended some area of their life into a brand new outcome that they want to share with the world. And in most cases, they are doing memoir writing. And then there's all these other people that have said, hey, I don't know if I really want to write a book, but how about a podcast? How about you help me with my rebranding? How about we take a look at this TED Talk I want to do? We can do all that as well. Right here... I try to offer you as much free education about writing and also about writing your way into the next wonderful chapter of your life. So you might say, well, I don't, I don't feel like I'm a writer, but I like this idea of creating my own life story. You're still in the right place. Yes, I aim to please, I aim to serve, and I am really, really happy that you are here. Today, you might think, oh, this topic is only for the writer. The topic today is editing your fluff, but it's not. It's not just for the writer. It's actually even for the person who wants to live in a more, shall we say, lovely and organized dwelling. It's for the person who wants to live with, shall we say, a less overthinking mind. Mm-hmm. That's me. I like that kind of editing. Get all that fluffy stuff out of there so I'm not overthinking about it all, getting into all that dusty, cobwebby stuff. Let's just clean it on up. Editing is for anyone. And there was a time when I had a very bad relationship with editing. And what I mean by that is I was overwhelmed by the amount of editing projects that were coming my way because it seemed like they were far outweighing the creative projects. But as I was thinking about today's topic, I really brought myself back into the creative aspects of editing. Now, you might not think that editing can be creative at all. Oh, contraire. Editing can be very creative. And I think it's the fun part of editing. So we're going to dive into, if we have time today, we're going to dive into four levels of editing. And we're going to talk about it in terms of writing. But I am open to talking about it in any aspect of your life. I did a little editing 
of my desk today. In other words, I thought about how I wanted it to look. I paid attention to how it looked. I formulated a plan in my head, and I went ahead and I executed my plan, getting rid of about 80% of the stuff that was on my desk. I made editorial decisions so that I could feel a little more at home at my desk. Now, I'm going to talk to you today about what type of editing went into that. I hope this is intriguing you to the degree that you just might write to me today. I see that Dawn has already added a question. I'll be getting to you first, but you are welcome to send me a question. Please feel free to write in. You can do that on Facebook. Write to Coach Debbie, and Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y. Just send me a little note in Messenger, or you can go on over to my personal Facebook page. That's Debbie Handrich. Handrich is just like it sounds. It's H-A-N-D-R-I-C-H. And again, Debbie is D-E-B-B-Y. I think I think anyone can go over there, even if we haven't yet done the little friend requesty thing. I think you can go over there and post a little question. You might even see the areas where I have prompted you to post a question. You can also send me an email, debbie at coachdebbie.com, D-E-B-B-Y at coachdebbie.com. You could call into the radio station. That number is 1-888-298-5569. I'd love to talk to you. Eric would be answering the phone when you call in. He'll make sure we get all connected here. And we do take breaks, so sometimes that's a great time to write in your question or Give us a little call. So let's think about editing. Mm. First of all, I want to ask you, at what stage of the game, let's say you're writing a book or you're writing a speech or you're rewriting your brand, what stage of the game do you think about bringing on an editor? Mm. Is it? before you even start writing your speech? Is it in the middle of writing your speech? Is it after you write your speech? Is it five years after you write your speech and you think you have the nerve to let someone look at it? When is it? When do you reach for an editor? Well, let me start with the first type of editing. We call this person the developmental editor. This is my favorite kind of editing. I'm actually very good at this. And I'm actually thinking I should open up the doors during summer to allow more people to come in and do some developmental editing with me. This is a collaborative stage. This is when you are sitting there thinking, I believe I've got a speech in me. 
I believe I have a book in me. I believe I have a story in me. I can kind of see it in my mind. And I don't know what else to do. That's, that's when you reach for a developmental editor because they come in and they start asking you really good questions so that you go back to that really great idea you have And you start sussing out what bits and pieces of it you really want to focus on and bring together in a story. This happens before you've really done much writing. Or maybe, maybe, maybe you've sat down and you've done an outline, a rough outline, or even a a very particular outline but it's before you have written the speech. It's before you've written the book. It's before you have gone to bat at rebranding your identity. You haven't gotten to that face yet. At this face, you're seeing that you would like direction. You know it's a good idea, but you would like direction how to make your way down the path of writing the speech or writing the book. So you pick up the phone and you get on the horn with your very best developmental editor. Now, you're going to pay for this and you, you want to. This is a really, really wise stage in the game to invest If you get some collaboration on this level, it's sort of like this. Let's say instead you wanted to move to a new city. And what you knew was that you would be a great creator if you could just get out of the little hovel that you're living in and go to a big, bright, wonderful city. But you're just not sure if all the skills you have inside of you would flourish most if you went to San Francisco or to New York City or to Dallas-Fort Worth or to Chicago, you just don't know because you're really focused on your own skills, but you don't really have a full education, shall we say, about these other cities. So you need someone that can help you decide because if you go all the way to New York City and you make all the changes and you later find out it was San Francisco, yep, that's where I wanted to go, you've invested a lot. So let's come back to developmental editing just for a moment. Let's say you have a great idea for a book or a speech, something big, maybe a dissertation. But you you just don't know how detailed you want to be. You know what your skills are. You don't know. Am I going to make this into more of a manual? Am I going to focus on my own story, my memoir? Am I going to lay this out in content 
so that it's available on YouTube and my book and it's digital and it's self-published. There's a lot of things to decide when you're at the developmental stage because the only thing you're really aware of is that you want to create something and you've got an idea. But how, how would this idea best be expressed? How much do you need to expose? What should you never expose? Because it'll come back and get you. All that stuff, a developmental editor can sit down and collaborate with you. They can give you sage advice because they've done a lot of this before. And they can save you a lot, a lot of money early on before you go and move the whole kit and caboodle to New York City just to decide six months later that it's San Francisco that you meant to go to, right? I know someone who is very, very talented that moved all the way to Puerto Rico, and she only stayed for a matter of weeks before she went, eh, I changed my mind. I want to go home. <laughs> a developmental editor is going to really help you look at where is the guidance in your mind leading you? Because you need to know that you do have great wisdom. The developmental editor is going to help you not spend time in the overthinking and confusion, but lead you down further and further that path of wisdom that you already started because you have a great idea. Mm -hmm. We call this developmental editing. You do this before you've written your manuscript, before you have attempted to produce a full TED Talk. You do this first. You do this before you get in the plane and fly to a whole new city and bring all your stuff with you. You do it early on. Why? Because planning is good. Planning brings you back to your wisdom. And when you do it with a professional developmental editor like me, you get high quality return on your investment. And it could lead to hundreds of thousands, if not more, down the line. Because in the end, you ended up writing the book you wanted to write. You ended up getting on the TED Talk stage you wanted to be on. You worked early on with the big plan. And that's what developmental editing is all about. This is something that, like I said, I used to do a lot. And this is my favorite kind of editing. I'm thinking I should open up a few VIP slots just for you, just for you, my radio show listeners. If this intrigues you at all, why don't you head on over to CoachDebbie.com. That's D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. Right away, you're going to notice that Coach Debbie's website is undergoing a little bit of construction. You're going to see a little scaffolding there. But just go ahead and click in the menu on Connect, and that's going to open up a window where you can send me a letter. 
and just say, ooh, I'd like to get in on a little VIP developmental editing. I got a book in me. I got a story in me. I just might have a TED Talk in me. Maybe I got a love letter in me. It could be something real simple, you know, before you go and enlist on that uh, dating website, before you put up that star-spangled profile. Maybe we should talk. Maybe we should find out what you're up to. I do all kinds of writing and all kinds of editing. If you need some help at these early stages of creating, let's find out if we're a match. I would love to collaborate with you. Again, just head on over to CoachDebbie.com, click on Connect, tell me what you're up to, and I will offer you a few tiers of pricing so you can select what's best for you. Right now, we're going to have to go to our first break, but stay tuned. We're going to come right back. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. We're talking today about editing the fluff out of your writing. And I chose four types of editing for us to focus on. I just, in fact, offered the first segment of our show to talk about what I think is the most important stage of editing. And it, it often is the one stage that many, many people skip over. It is called evaluative editing, or I'm sorry, it is called in, in the world that you are in, where you are searching for an editor, you want to call it developmental editing. You actually could call it evaluative, but they cost more. So, okay, developmental editing. And this is, this is the person that collaborates with you. They, they go into your wisdom and they work and guide you to being the very best writer you can be with your specific project. They work with you on the big ideas before you invest all your time and energy getting them down on paper. They really, really help you build something. Okay, so we call this developmental editing. Now, before I tell you about the other three, I just want to focus in on our title today, Editing the Fluff, right? So think about this. Think about the idea of being a sculptor. Have you ever had the privilege of watching somebody sculpt? It's amazing. Now, this is not something I can do, but I can tell you 
I have an enormous appreciation for those who do it well. They not only take a blob of clay and turn it into a recognizable shape, but when the time comes, they start carving away, editing away the slightest, teeniest shavings so that all of a sudden, this blob of clay not only looks like a dog, but it looks like a specific breed of a dog. It looks like a specific breed of a dog at a specific age of its life. And we are fooled that this is clay. A great sculptor knows exactly where to fine-tune and take out the clay so all you see is the dog. And the dog in a very clear specificity, 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 specificity. You know what I'm trying to say. I cannot say that word. You can see its particulars. (laughs) There you go. This is what happens as you go through the process of editing. But you don't start there. You start with developmental editing. You work into evaluative editing. Some people also call that developmental, but for the sake of today's show, evaluative editing comes after you've got some draft going. Might not be a complete draft, but you've, you're in it. You've written something. And you feel like before you go a further distance, it behooves you to have a great pair of eyes on your draft. Now, this evaluative editor might be the same person that you worked with in your developmental editing. It might be the person you did all that brainstorming and collaboration with, or it might not. But what they do, and and this this is not for the faint of heart, <laughs> but if you're going to be a great writer, it's important to get help here. If you skip the developmental stage, you want to jump in at this stage, evaluative editing. This person moves your stuff around. Okay, this this is tricky. It's hard to handle. They say, oh, look at your ending. That's actually the beginning of your book. And you think, what? What? You're fired. What are you talking about? That's that's my great encore. That's the end. I saved it. But they know. They know what they're talking about. It's not to say that you can't disagree with them. Because maybe, even though... It would make for a great book or a great speech if you took their advice. You are always free to go with your own desire and your own guidance, but they're not telling you that because they just threw a dice in the air and it landed on six and they went, yeah, let's move it. It's not like that. They're seeing something 
that you are not yet quite aware of. So if you can bite your tongue when they tell you that your ending is really the beginning and listen deeply to why they said it and go home and think about it and let the idea rest a bit and noodle with it. Oh, my friends, you might be onto something incredible. What usually happens at this stage is that you were working with an idea on a level that was still a little bit superficial, and you have more story in you. It may have even been that your developmental editor back there where you were collaborating and brainstorming, they were trying to tell you something, but you weren't having it. You kept going, Mm-mm-mm. and you drafted And then you went and got the evaluating editor who said, hey, 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 this actually belongs in the beginning, not the end. And you don't like it. It's a big stinger because you were told this a while back. But really, if you can handle this, you can do just about anything. And this person, again, this evaluative editor is going to cost you a bit. But Oh, oh, my friend, it will pay you back. It will. I'll just tell you a little science story. I've, I've interviewed probably a little over 300 authors at this point in the last nine or ten years. And this is the stage, this evaluative editing That when I'm reading their book and I'm into chapter two, three, going on four, and I've got another 16 to go, this is the stage where I think, why didn't they work with someone at the developmental and evaluative stage? I'm going to have to find a way to read these next 17 chapters, and they've already lost me. I already know they're not going to make much money on this book. They're not going to develop their platform thanks to this book. They're going to have to write a different book. I've already probably agreed to have them on my radio show. Unfortunately, skipping over this step means you produce mediocre stuff. It's hard sometimes to hear at the evaluative stage that your draft needs more work and that it needs a lot of shifting and moving around. But this person can bring so many of your ideas together if you allow it. Again, we are working on the idea level. Developmental editing, evaluative editing, both of those. The editor doesn't need a pen to communicate with you. You just need to have a great Zoom call, and they talk to you about how this feels, how it landed on them. They are actually taking the perspective of being your reader and letting you know how this is going to have impact. You do not want to skip this stage. Okay, the next two stages are where we get into what I call and this is complete slang, I just made it up, but I call this red ink editing. 
I don't adore this stage so much. I can tell you that I have actually won awards for it, just like in the in the previous two. I've won state awards, national awards for my editing. But when you get into the stages where you're picking up the pen, most editors work with red. I refuse. I like purple. It's more inviting. But when you get to this stage, you're looking at the nitties and the gritties. We call this content editing. And if you can get through that stage, we go on to line by line, meaning every single line of your finished manuscript was considered by the editor. And sometimes every single line has a little red mark of suggestion. It gets painful down here. Before we go on to that, I just want to say that the developmental and the evaluative stages that we just talked about, those are big idea stages. The content level and the line by line, those are really the macro stages. For anyone who does photography, it's when you switch to that macro lens. It's when you go and you get your nose right up to that bumblebee and you take pictures of its wings and you try to show the transparency of them and how light reflects off of those wings. That's what you're doing way down there in the content level and the line-by-line level. Let's take a question. Looks like Don wrote in to me. He wrote to me on Facebook. Anyone else, I am happy to take your questions today. He says, hello, Coach Debbie. I am interested in today's editing topic about editing the fluff. When I write, I like to just open the gates and let the juices fly. As my old jazz mentor, Roy, used to say, from Detroit and New York City bass player, he used to tell me this. And I realized that doing so most often ends up staying in the 20-page zone. And this is what could be more clearly and articulately and succinctly 10 pages. But is it good to just let words pour out without really thinking, without overthinking, and then worrying about sorting them out and editing later? I'm reluctant to think too much and self-edit while I'm in the zone and the words are flowing right out of my own mind. Yeah. Very good, Don. I'm just looking over the beginning here where I was stumbling over some words here. Uh, your old jazz mentor, Ray McKinney, Detroit and New York City bass player, used to tell you, and you realize now, what often was 20 pages could be more clearly, articulately, succinct into 10. Okay. I understand. Don, I want to tell you you're really using your wisdom here because, A, 
if you know you have a great idea and you've worked it out with someone already, talked it through, someone you trust, you said this person was a mentor, you know you are being guided and headed in a great direction. But when you sit down to do the actual writing or to do the actual playing, you want to be in a flow state. You don't want an editor near you. You don't. Why? Because you are now delighting in the right side of your brain. And I really want you to be there freely expressing yourself, being who you are naturally, as you said, letting those juices flow before anyone comes back and offers a critique. Don't even invite them back until you have decided how you feel about those 20 pages. If you can imagine to yourself, like you said, that they could be articulated and clearly and more succinctly brought down to 10 pages, if you're really able to see that that is so, but you know that you can't do it for yourself, then you know you're going to need to bring in an editor, and that would be a content editor. So let me just tell you a little bit about this person. This is the third stage of the four that I'm laying out today. The content editor is the one that says, yes, these ideas here are complete. And you know it too. You wouldn't have gone to them if you didn't feel like your draft had a certain level of completeness. And the content editor is going to agree, yes. These paragraphs are complete. They're even going to look at ways that you could correct this. They're going to get out the red ink pen. They're going to make comments of advice. But they sit with you or they take your draft and go away and bring it back at the level in which you feel this section is complete in idea, but it could be just what you said. It could be more succinct. It could be very articulate if you were willing to take the advice of an editor at this stage. I'm going to tell you that this is, again, a stage that many people omit. They don't sit down with the developmental person and brainstorm, but they do sit down with the next one, the evaluative editor, who really shifts some things around in the draft as the big idea changes. Then they skip this level, the content editor that I just talked to you about, and they wait until they can have the next level and this is called the line-by-line line editor. I'm not saying that, that uh, that's the great way to go. I'm just saying it's common. And you can produce a full, wonderful body of work just having an evaluative editor, someone that looks at your stuff, makes those big movements, makes big idea suggestions, 
and a line-by-line editor. And this really is what it sounds like. This person, oh, they are into the super nitty-gritty. They know every grammar rule under the sun. They don't need spell check. They invented spell check. They know English. They know it up one side and down the other. They're not concerned, literally not concerned with the big ideas of your manuscript. They're not even noticing if this has a strong reading audience. Honestly, they don't care about your success in terms of your relationship with your audience. What do they care about? They want you looking good. They want every single sentence polished. There's a problem, though, if you're not thorough enough in the early stages and you only hire a line-by-line editor. We're going to get into that when we come back after this break. And I do, my friends, still have time to take questions. We're going to be right back. Every person with a disability deserves equity in education, employment, and their community. Sherwood Community Services takes pride in serving all people with disabilities and their families since 1957, including in rural areas and non-native English-speaking communities. Sherwood provides service in Snohomish, Skagit, and Island Counties. Sherwood is open for referrals for telehealth and virtual support for children and adults with disabilities. To find out more, visit SherwoodCS.com. Sherwood, believing in abilities. Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story U Talk Radio. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm talking to you today about editing the fluff. Editing the fluff out of your stories, your speeches, your podcasts, All of those things. How do we edit the fluff? When do we edit the fluff? Why would we edit the fluff? What places do we edit the fluff? We're talking all about that good stuff. If you tune in here on Thursdays, Story You Talk Radio with me, Coach Debbie, you know I love to help you write. And I also help people write the next chapters of their life. This is sort of a a life coaching skill that I really got deeply into about 10 years ago when I was working with people and their fiction and their nonfiction. And I found that so much of the work we did together was personal, so much of it. I threw myself into a spiritual life coaching program with Alan Cohen, and I received two levels of certification, one at the master level, and I've been offering life coaching ever since. What we do in my life coaching program is we really look at the stories you have lived. We look at the meaning that you give to those stories And we look at how we're going to get you unstuck right here, right now, 
so that the next 90 days and even the next half year have you in a whole different place. What kind of place? Your desired place. The people I have worked with have gone through immense struggles and pains, such as being widowed, such as having their home burned to the ground, such as losing someone at a very, very pivotal time in their career, like their business partner, and trying to figure out how to go forward. When any of these things happen to us, not only do we endure a tremendous amount of shock, but we find ourselves actually reliving old chapters of our life simply because they're familiar to us. And the idea of how to move forward is not only mind-boggling, but it seems like it's going to be forever impossible. I hope you get out of that. And I have worked, like I said, with people that were widowed, that lost their entire home, or that lost at a time when they were making a leap with business and they knew they had to keep going. If this interests you at all, I make offers on what we call the VIP level and on the membership level. And I would love to talk to you about where you're at and what you might need. That first conversation of 60 minutes is completely free. If you decide not to go forward, we can still be lifelong friends. It's totally fine. But it behooves you to sit across from someone that will hear your story and let you know what might be some steps now and what might be ways to work together in the longer term. And like I said, if that interests you at all, I'd like to bring you over to my website, which is CoachDebbie.com. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y. CoachDebbie.com. Just click on Connect. Tell me just a little bit about what's going on, and I'll reach back and start a conversation with you, and we'll see where we can go from there. Let's get back into editing, because just like those people that are making massive changes in their life due to survival and due to loss, many of the people that are writing speeches and books and even a series of podcasts are doing it because they have survived something huge and they want to get it right on paper. They want it to look good. They want it to sound good. They want to share the fullness of what happened to them, but they also, even more than that, they want to see other people transform due to the story that they know they can share. Now, you need to get to work with some help in the early stages to make sure you're on track. You can skip over those early stages we talked about. It's not my recommendation to skip over the development, to skip over getting some evaluative critique, to skip over that content editing. You can wait all the way to the very, 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 very last stage of line-by-line editing. 
But this is what happens when you do that. You get a nice red inked manuscript where basically you've given all your power to this line by line editor. You're trusting that what they wrote in the red ink usurps what you thought was right for that draft. You go with their ideas, you get them in print. But what you might not realize is all of that organization that needed to be determined beforehand, they didn't look at that. Because if you didn't hire a developmental editor, that's not on them. They're, they're there for the line-by-line line experience, and they're there to give you their all. But basically, if they're tying your shoes and making sure that the color of your shoes perfectly matches the color of your high-top Converse tennis shoes, and that when you walk out on that TED Talk stage, those tennis shoes will shine. But somewhere along the line, you forgot to put on your pants. They can't help you with that. All right? That organization of having a full outfit, that comes earlier, way earlier. If you want to create a beautiful TED Talk and be on the TED Talk stage and you didn't get help organizing that speech, your line-by-line editor can't save you. If you want to be on that TED Talk space and you didn't get help from an evaluative editor, and you're not sleeping because you're worried about how this thing flows and what words to punctuate at the right time, that line-by-line editor can't help you. That's not what they do. What do they do? They basically go in and Photoshop your lovely image or your not-so-lovely image. They don't require that your manuscript is any good. All they require is that you are paying them line by line to make song out of what you've got, line by line. Do you hear what I'm saying? If a whole paragraph needs to go, they're not going to chuck it. What they're going to do is look at your words. They're going to make sure you said well instead of good. They're going to make sure that you used your semicolon instead of that comma where you're always using that comma and not your semicolon. They're going to make sure that that stuff looks wonderful, wonderful. Just like the Photoshop person who cleans up your teeth and makes sure they're pearly white, not just white. But if your teeth arrive and you've got one missing, you're going to get pearly white teeth and you're still going to have one missing. Are you putting this together? You don't want to wait and go to the editor 
at the line-by-line stage. You want to work with an editor earlier on. Unless, of course, this is your third book or your fifth book or you are very, very confident at writing. I have five manuscripts right now in hiding, locked away. Every now and then I go and I look at them and I think about when I will bring them out. There's one at this stage that I've admitted before was all about content and every little last word of it has been shared at this point on this very radio show. Every last word. I don't know that I'll ever make it into a book at this point, but I promise you, even though I have been a teacher of writing since age 30, and I'm, I'm nowhere close to 30 at this point, even though I have helped over 12,000 writers, even though I have interviewed over 300 authors, you bet your bottom dollar if I was going to publish one of those manuscripts right now, I would be incorporating the highest level of editing that money could buy. Why? Because it's important to me that every stage I receive quality coaching. I want a good end product. You know when you go to places like, you know, YouTube, and you're watching, say, an educational talk, maybe not a TED Talk, but something educational. And you've got Joe Education sitting in front of you with his headset on, and he bought a mediocre mic, and, you know, his dog is laying next to him in the studio, and he's got his leftover taco time over there on the corner of his desk, and he's making you a video. And he don't look all that great. But you you kind of like what he's talking about. I promise you this. <laughs> Joe Education, he's, he's not really investing in editing. Why? Because he is in a race to get to a particular finish line. Don't let that be you. Don't let that be you where you, you might enjoy being on the opposite end of Joe Education and taking away two good tips out of 10, leaving the other eight behind. That can be fun. But when you decide you're going to write your story, you're going to really go for it with your speech. Wow. I mean, make this count. Most people that write books write one book. It's that one shot of doing something. Make it count. Start early on. Let's just do a little review here. Early on, you got an idea. You want to do it. That's when you bring on the developmental editor. That person is going to be your friend. They want you to succeed. They're going to collaborate with you. They're going to brainstorm with you. They're really the editor that listens to you the most. They have high, high level listening skills. They're going to advise you about what steps to take before you pick up your pen and you start drafting. You might have an outline for them to look at, but probably not much more. At the next stage, 
you have done some writing and you are now being evaluated on that draft. You know that this isn't ready for print, but you need someone to go, oh, your ending is really your beginning. Oh, the middle fell off the table. We need a lot of work here. This is what I suggest. Oh, that whole thing about your grandma, get rid of it. It's dull. They, they're cutthroat. They tell you the truth. But why? Because they, too, want you to succeed, and they know what a complete version looks like. And they can tell you how close you are to it and how far you are from it. And then the next two levels of editing come into play. The content editor, he's going he's gonna to make some marks in those paragraphs. He's going to get out the red pen. He might, she might, they might tell you how to correct and how, how you might use their advice in the long run. Finally, that line-by-line editor, ooh, oh, they're just putting on the makeup. They're just bringing you into your high-gloss, shiny color. And if the rest of the stuff beforehand didn't work out, they're not going to help you. That's not what you hired them for. Okay, my friends, that's a lot of meat in one show. I hope this helps you edit the fluff. But don't. Don't start at the end. Start at the beginning. Go through the stages. If you need help with this, Contact me at CoachDebbie.com. That's D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. Until next Thursday, namaste, my friends.